Islander fans continue to play the waiting game, but there's a lot more smoke. Let's see when we finally get an announcement. Plus, the Islanders, prospects, doing well at the World Juniors, all that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Friday or weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have got plenty to talk about on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, uh, a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this offseason, all the way up until the start of training camp next month. And uh, I'll tell you, we remain in a holding pattern right now. More and more rumors uh, coming out. Kevin Weeks reporting the Islanders will be making multiple moves very soon but no moves as of the time that we are recording this show late Thursday evening. Frank Saravalli uh, also saying lots of rumors. Maybe the Islanders have signed Kadri. Still nothing official. So again, we hurry up and we wait. But hopefully, hopefully there will be some news coming up at some point in the near future. And, you know, the multiple moves that Kevin Weeks was speaking about certainly could involve signing Noah Dobson and Kiefer Bellows and Alexander Romano of the team's three restricted free agents to new deals. It could be also, because he said at least, you know, four moves could have a Nazem Kadri signing, could have a trade connected to that to free up the cap space needed to acquire Kadri and integrate him into the uh, lineup. But again, we just don't know at this point. We are waiting for Lou and the Islanders to make any kind of official announcement. And until we get to that point, it really is just a hurry-up-and-wait situation 
where, you know, fans are impatient. Fans want to know what's going on. And there are 32 teams in the National Hockey League right now. And since the start of free agency in the middle of last month, 31 of them have made at least one move. The only team in the league that hasn't made a move yet since free agency started is our New York Islanders. They have been all quiet. Now, again, it is entirely possible that Lou Lamorello has these deals in his back pocket, that agreements have been reached, but nothing has been signed and or filed with the league office. But we're getting to the point in the offseason where most teams are done making moves. And, you know, a third of the league, maybe a little bit more, is already above the cap. They need cap relief. Uh you got a lot of things going on that need to be straightened out, but hopefully, hopefully, before everybody heads up to cottages elsewhere in, in, in northern Canada to take a few weeks off before start of training camp, we find out what Lou Lamorello either has done or is about to do or what have you. Now, some other news that was pertinent to the Islanders that may come into play as far as the Islanders are concerned, before all is said and done. Former Islander goalie, Robin Lehner, he's going to have hip surgery. Probably going to miss the entire 2022-2023 season. And first of all, best wishes to Lehner for a complete and speedy recovery. Most Islander fans have a true appreciation for Robin Lehner for his honesty for his very public battle with mental health issues and his bravery in coming forward to openly discuss that before he joined the New York Islanders. And, you know, nothing but good wishes for Robin Lehner. But part of the fallout of Lehner now missing the season is the Vegas Golden Knights. They need a goalie. They do not have a proven, experienced, starting caliber goalie on their roster. Now, I've seen some talk on Twitter. Doesn't it make sense for the Vegas Golden Knights to at least inquire about Semyon Varlamov? Because the Islanders have Ilya Sorokin. Varlamov is definitely still a starting caliber goalie. He has one year left on his contract. Uh, if he doesn't work out, he's gone. Robin Lehner comes back or Vegas makes other arrangements and the Islanders, voila, free up $5 million in cap space. It does leave the Islanders needing a backup goalie. That could be part of a, a trade if there is a trade for Varlamov. But again, this was just speculation on Twitter. I can't say it was from a source that I consider to be, uh, one of the insiders in the game, so I take it with a grain of salt, but I am putting it out there that it does make sense for the Vegas Golden Knights to explore acquiring a goalie, and Semyon Varlamov would be a very good fit for a team like Vegas that is in win-now mode, wants to bounce back after missing the playoffs for the first time in franchise history, 
and yet has not been able to uh, do that this past year, missing the playoffs, and then not having their number one goalie. So a lot going on there, but it's still a lot of speculation and not a lot of substance, hopefully, over this weekend or very shortly thereafter. We will get a better idea as to who or what moves GM Lou Lamorello has and who will be coming to the island in order to give Lane Lambert that extra scoring punch and to help this team bounce back from a disappointing season and get back to the playoffs. So lots still to discuss, but we are in hurry up and wait mode. We have got more to get to on today's show. The World Juniors are underway and two Islanders prospects are tearing it up. We'll talk about that. We have a listener email and our Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews of, uh, and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, of course the NHL, combat sports, esports, tennis, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. They've got it all from live in-game betting, scores, podcasts, They've got you covered at betonline.net. So head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we have a couple of Islanders prospects. We have four Islanders prospects actually playing in the juniors, world juniors right now. But two of them in particular have been very active and doing very well thus far in the tournament. Uh, William DeFore, who has had a great close to the season, they, uh, he has a goal and an assist for Canada in their 5-2 win over Latvia on Wednesday. So, very nice uh, start to the tournament for DeFore, who was the QM Quebec Major Junior Hockey League MVP this year and did exceptionally well in the Memorial Cup. He continues to build and have his stock go up as he continues to play very well against top competition. He also had six shots on goal, which was second high on the team, and his two points uh, tied him for the team high along with Connor Bernard Mason McTavish. Uh, So, you know, and Ridley Gregg, excuse me. So, really nice performance by William Dufour, but not only Dufour for Canada. How about Atu Ratu of Finland? A goal and three assists in the tournament opener for Atu Ratu. Finland beating Latvia 6-1. And... Just, you know, he had the primary assist on the first goal, a primary helper in the second period on a goal that made it 4 to nothing in favor of Finland, scored early in the third period, beating the goaltender to the short side, 
and then had a secondary assist later in the third period to end with a four-point night. So, again, Ratu finished last season with a two-game end-of-season stint with Bridgeport. Did well in the playoffs for Bridgeport, including an overtime game winner, and continues to shine. Now, okay, I'll give you this. Latvia is not one of the better teams in this tournament on paper, but having both Ratu and Dufour playing well and picking up lots of points, certainly a very good sign for the New York Islanders, and got to be happy about it. We will keep you posted throughout the rest of the junior tournament, uh, how all four Islanders prospects are doing. But so far, good news uh, concerning Dufour and Ratu. We've got a listener email to discuss, and this one is pretty interesting, I must say. Pedro from Portugal. Gil, I've been a fan of the NHL for the past six years and just started with the podcast routine. Uh, I do have a soft spot for the Islanders. Regarding this offseason, I was expecting Lou to be much more aggressive, and by this time I was hoping to see Tarasenko or another big name wearing an Islanders jersey. I agree with you that Kadri is a good player, but not what the Islanders really need right now. Question, do you feel Lou could have made a push for Kevin Fiala? And then what are your expectations for the season of Kyle Palmieri and Anders Lee. Keep it up. Always a pleasure to hear from you, Pedro from Portugal. Well, thank you, Pedro, for the kind words about the podcast. Great to have a listener in Portugal. Not exactly a a place you expect to get a lot of listeners to an Islanders podcast, but thank you for your support, Pedro, and great to hear from you. The Fiala thing, uh, I think he could have. I just don't know what the price would have been to make that deal, and I think the price was probably scaring Lou Lamorello off, and the fact that there were a lot of cap issues with the salary cap, uh, that the Islanders probably would have had to have given up some players they didn't want to trade in order to make the Fiala thing a reality. I think Lou at least made some phone calls, asked about the availability of Kevin Fiala, but didn't get... Uh, you know, a winning bid under the circumstances. As for Kyle Palmieri and Anders Lee. For Palmieri, this is a tough one. I know he played the first half of the season hurt and got off to a very frustrating and very slow start. Ended the season with 15 goals, had a good later second half of the season when he was healthier. Is... Kyle Palmieri, at this stage in his career, a first-line forward, I would say no. Is he still capable of getting you 20 to 25 goals in a second and or third-line role with maybe some uh, second-unit power play time added on? Yes, I think he is, but he has to have the right line mates. And, you know, if the Islanders do add that goal scorer, if it's a winger, I think Palmieri jumps down to either the second or the third line, and maybe, you know, Wallstrom, Palmieri, and Parise, or Wallstrom, Palmieri, and Pajot uh, could be an interesting third line. 
Meanwhile, as far as Anders Lee goes, I think Lee could get back to the 30-goal mark. He is still uh, a player who is in the late stages of his prime, but still in his prime, and still a leader on this team. The key, again, for Lee, if the Islanders could add a guy who likes to shoot the puck, a guy who is going to put more pucks on net, I could see Anders Lee getting more goals just on rebounds, tip-ins, deflections, and the like, and really helping that player with screens and and, and, you know, getting in front of the net and doing Anders Lee things. You know, the one thing that you like about Anders Lee, he's not afraid to go to those dirty areas in front of the goal, not afraid to uh, battle for position up there. And, you know, you need guys like that. This team doesn't have enough of them. I would say that he probably will be back to between 25 and 35 goals, probably... 60 or so points, and we'll see, you know, what kind of a season he has, but uh, it it is, a lot of it is going to depend uh, on how, on who, rather, is on the same line as Anders Lee, and whether or not Lee and that new player, if there is one, and or Matthew Barzal, you know, how does the chemistry develop? But overall, I think Lee is still in a good place and will have a, a good season coming up this year if he stays healthy. So, Pedro from Portugal, thank you so much for the email and the kind words, and thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have got more to discuss on today's episode. We have our Islanders Birthday of the day, a forward who played with the Islanders in the late 80s through the mid-90s. Let's see if you can guess who that is. That and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. You know, we've been talking about the Fisherman jersey era, and here's a guy who did play in the Fisherman jerseys in his last season With the Islanders, today's Islanders' birthday of the day, well, Thursday was the the 52nd birthday of former, uh, excuse me, 54th birthday of former Islanders winger Brad Delgarno. Delgarno, a native of Vancouver, first round pick of the Islanders back in 1985, sixth overall pick in the draft. Played two games for the Isles that first year in 85-86 and scored his first NHL goal. Did not become a regular for the Isles till 87-88 and then remained with the team through the end of the 95-96 season. Played his entire NHL career with the Islanders. And Del Gordo, never a prolific goal scorer, never had more than 15 goals in a season, never had more than 32 points. But, you know, he was a decent two-way performer, kind of consistent, and the kind of guy who you could plug him into the lineup, and you know he would give you something every night, even if it wasn't a lot of goal scoring. We're going to go back and look at one of Brad Delgarno's better games with the Isles. March 27, 1993, as the Islanders were making their run for the playoffs that year, and they did go on that very special long playoff run in 1993 and by the way uh 
Dalgarno had two goals and four points in 18 playoff games with the Isles. For his career, 321 games, 49 goals, 120 points, 332 penalty minutes. Add two goals, six points in 27 playoff games. And you've got Brad Dalgarno's career numbers. So let's... uh, Let's take a look at one of Dalgarno's better games with the Isles. March 27, 1993, at the Nassau Coliseum. The San Jose Sharks come to town. Archers Urbe, the goalie for San Jose. Glenn Healy, the netminder for your New York Islanders. And the Islanders get on the board first. Urbe called for delay of game, and Islanders' power play results. And Pierre Turgeon gets his 47th goal of the year. Steve Thomas and Derek King, the helpers. A power play goal at 3.50, Isles up 1-0. Marty McGinnis doubles the Islanders' lead at 6.58. His 10th from our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brad Delgarno and Scott Lachance. 2-0 Isles, that was the score after one period. In the second, the Isles strike early. Steve Thomas, his 32nd from Pierre Turgeon and Marty McGinnis at 1.01. Then... Pat Flatley makes it 4-0 Islanders, his 12th from Darius Kasparitis and Tom Fitzgerald at 6:34. Less than two minutes after that, Turjan strikes again, his 48th from Steve Thomas and Vladimir Malakov. Suddenly, it's 5-0 Islanders. Then the Sharks get on the board. Travis Green of the Islanders off for high-sticking. Kelly Kissio, their captain, his 21st from Doug Zmolik and Peter Ahola at 10:43, And it's Suddenly 5-1. Rob Goudreau makes it 5-2. His 22nd, Johan Garpenlov and Kelly Kissio with the assist at 12.09. But then our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brad Delgarno, his 13th of the year. McGinnis and Dennis Vasky with the assist at 18.39. Islanders up 6-2 after two periods. Jeff Odgers makes it 6-3 for the Sharks. At the 2.32 mark of the third, David Williams and Mark Peterson with the assist. And then our Islanders' birthday of the day, Brad Delgarno. His 14th from Brian Mullen and Travis Green at 16.27. That closes out the scoring. Islanders beating the Sharks 7-3. The Islanders managing 48 shots on goal to just 21 for San Jose. For Brad Delgarno, our Islanders' birthday of the day. Two goals, one assist. He is a plus three, and he scored on both of his shots on goal. In this game, Pierre Turgeon, no surprise, led the Islanders with eight shots on goal in this contest. So again, a happy birthday to Brad Delgarno. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. He is 55, just to clarify, uh, 55 years old. He turned 55 on Thursday, August 11th. So, we are still in a holding pattern, and hopefully we will have some news over the weekend. If we do, I will certainly go uh, release a a quick tweet uh, and a video concerning that, and of course we'll have full coverage when breaking news happens right here on the Locked On NHL podcast. So check Twitter, check YouTube, and check your podcatcher, because we will have immediate coverage for you when big breaking news happens. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. We'll be back Monday or sooner if circumstances call for it. Have a great weekend, and thanks again for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast. And oh yes, of course, let's go Islanders.